You mean like the sun is out at all times? This is a location where the moon never shines. Wait, didn't I say this earlier? Is, did I or did I not say something earlier about the moon not being visible? Yeah, you called it. And also, there was like a cult ritual last night. I couldn't escape. The blessings bestowed upon us by Lycanon are numerous. Did you ever think about which side you were choosing? I think I might help the werewolf uprising. Um, might be fun. Oh, all right then, Greg. I guess we'll be killing you along the werewolves. We'll see you soon. They're blocking the exit to the next floor. Unfortunately, I don't like picking losing sides. You're gonna go against Draken's idea? See you, Greg. Hopefully, not in a grave. and welcome back to the SAO Odd Campaign. I am Quentin, your GM here, and I am with my current only two players. That sounded so unenthusiastic at the last part. My current only two players. Wow, I can tell how much you love us. Yeah. I do, I do, but I just wish you would be fruitful and multiply. But unfortunately, you're both women, so that's not how that works. Um, hi, I'm RL, a player. I played Greg. He's a dad. He's a bit tall, standing at around... 6'1". He's got a, like a buff bulk build. He's got white hair, tanner skin, and a little goat named Jerry. Hi, I am Emily, and today I am playing Odette, a level 11 elf arcanist who is always accompanied by her cute little pseudo dragon, Indiana. Hi! And her silent but stealthy hero, Ace. And you clearly cannot hear him because he is stealthy and silent. He gave you a thumbs up from a distance. It's about 100 feet away. He's really good at social distancing. When last we left off, the tensions were high and the potential divide and conquer situation just left our protagonists morally divided. With Odette in the favor of the expeditious and lucrative annihilation of the werewolves and Greg surprisingly siding with the underdogs at the behest of Draken, their guild leader. Who will come out on top, or are there truly no victors in war? Find out this week on The Odd Campaign, as we start picking up with Greg. Hi, I'm Greg. Do you remember where you were? This is a test of endurance. All right, Greg, you're about to go into a spooky, scary, anti-werewolf tunnel, and you are currently a werewolf. Wildly problematic. What do you think, Jerry? You think we're going to handle this? Yeah, okay, well. Jerry seems a little nervous. I will enter the tunnel. In the last episode, you had previously rappelled down on a makeshift rope pulley system you made so that you could very expertly not touch any of the walls or the ladder, which seemed to be made completely out of silver. You are now at the base 
up this tunnel, and before you there is a long, outstretched, dark pathway. Hey, Jerry, how many silver coins you reckon all that silver is out there? Jerry just headbutts it, and you hear a vibration. That mending? It is a little hard to see as it is dark. Uh, the light from the sun is already obscured by the trees, but as you get this far down underground, you're about 30 feet down, and the sunlight isn't directly above you. But even if it was, it gets cut off the further you make your way into the tunnel. I will light a torch. Actually, no, I, never mind, I have a lamp. I'll light a lamp. You light this lamp, and from it the fire spreads, and the light illuminates the area around you, so you can actually see all the way to the end of the tunnel. It seems as if it doesn't go too awful far, but it does go about another 30 feet deeper in still. I would like to roll perception and specifically make sure that I'm not walking into any traps. Keep my eyes keen. You want me to roll? Yep, please do. 31. You see, as the light from your lantern seems to reflect and bounce off the walls, that the floor beneath you is made of dirt, but there is a thin glistening strand right in front of a doorway up ahead of you. I suppose I have Jerry in my arms. Oh, he was on the ground because he just headbutt the uh, the wall, but uh, you could easily pick him up, and he isn't moving forward. I pick up Jerry and bring him close to my face. Jerry, you see that right there? Meh. That will be a trap. Yes. I'm going to hold you. Or you can stand on my shoulders like you usually do. And he does. He kind of flounces. He actually lays there with his feet dangling. As he does. I will carefully step over the tripwire. And there is a good bit of space around about two feet between this tripwire and this door. The problem being, though, as you get closer and your light reflects off of it, you can tell that this door is made of the same material, or at least lined with the same material, that the walls are. That being silver. Honestly, who has this much silver? You make a thousand necklaces out of this. Um, will the trap go off if I open the door? Um, do you have disabled device? I do. 16. Mm -hmm. My disabled toy device is 12. 28. You can tell that this tripwire is actually not activated by anything pertaining to the door. The door itself just seems to be its own barrier. The tripwire could be relatively easily disabled so long as the same amount of tension was maintained, but you could still cut it. So if you tied off the ends so that they didn't move. Nah, I, I, I know where it is. Greg would be careful of that. You, know, you can just also not trip over it, and you're fine. I wrap a cloth around my hand and attempt to open the door. The door does not seem to budge. Is it locked? As if it were locked, indeed. Ah. Strangely enough, though, you do not see a keyhole. No, I was going to say, like, I can burrow under the door, but... So how far in to the cave am I? Uh, you are roughly 45 feet underground, because you went 30 feet down and another 30 feet deeper in. Okay. I, I... So will the handle not move? The handle seems to jiggle slightly, but it gets stuck as if it is being locked or barred from turning and actuating whatever it would trigger. Yeah, I'm going to burrow under the door. Okay. Uh, you cast your spell and you begin digging straight down under, trying to go underneath the door. 
Uh, I need you to, for me, roll a reflex save. 25. Dig in a tunnel, dig in a tunnel, dig in a tunnel with my gut. And as you make your way down, eventually you do get roughly three feet down before the ground seems to open up underneath you, and you have broken the number one rule of Minecraft. Never dig straight down. Oh, dang diggly bearman. Oh, what is happening now? You are now free-falling for about ten feet before you notice your lantern kind of illuminates beneath you, and you can see that there are spikes at the bottom of this pit. Uh, though you did roll and succeed on your partial reflex saving throw, you still do get impaled and take a very minor four damage as these wooden spikes kind of cut into your skin. Okay, so... Where is Jerry? You were, with your partially successful save, you were able to situate yourself to protect your goat so that he didn't take any damage because he was on top of you. But it does seem as if one of these stakes kind of grazed up and cut your pants and dug deep into your thigh. Ah! Oh, man, I guess that's what the tripwire was for. Probably should have checked that. <laughs> ah, you are right, Jerry? Me. And he looks around panicked in this tunnel you're in. Hole? Pit? Is there silver on the sides? Did I get sliced by a silver spike? You do notice that these wooden spikes are tipped with silver, and you also notice that your leg is already beginning to heal, so the damage was seemingly inconsequential, but it cut through any resistances you might have had. But the main problem is it seems as if, unlike your other wounds which have healed without even a scar, this one is beginning to fester. Ouch. Oh, oh no, no. Oh, that's, that's not good. Where, uh, what are the walls like? How far down am I? Ten you feet? You fell about, you had to dig a couple feet under the ground, and then you fell for about ten feet, so you're about fifteen feet further underground. And these spikes are about three feet tall. Okay. Um, what are the walls like? Are they just dirt? They're just made of dirt and stone. Okay, well, I, I still got my burrow active, so I'm going to attempt to burrow back up to where I think the room will be. And you are able to do so, though the pain in your leg is somewhat slowing you down and is beginning to sear and burn somewhat at this point. But you manage to persevere and you dig your way up into this small, quaint room. Ah, man, that is, that is really getting to me. I thought they said uh, werewolves got these super regenerative powers. Apparently you were allergic to many things as well. Making your way inside, you find what appears to be a ransacked bunker that looked like it may have once been a very quaint, small study. But you've now kind of dug a hole through their floor, but you don't seem to have been the first individual to have disturbed this place. Mm. There are bookshelves toppled over, spilling their contents onto the floor, tables and chairs thrown around haphazardly, and the contents of desks sprawled out onto the floor, including paper tomes and inkwells. Torn and torched remnants of maps lay partially on the ground and some remain on the wall. What's the door like? Can you explain the diameter of the room? The room is rectangular, roughly 10 feet deep, 20 feet wide, and around about 7 feet tall. Okay. Uh, what's the door like? I look where the door would be. You do see the door and you notice that there does appear to be a lock, but only on the inside. Does it look like there's any other exits in here? You could go around and explore the room further, but from what you see, it appears as if that is the only door. I guess I'll look through the, the books and pages, see what's up. 
What was this person researching, studying? Under all of the wreckage, you managed to parse through all of these pages, some of which completely illegible due to damage from fire or due to inkwells spilling out all over them. Eventually, you find a leather-bound journal. I open it. Do you just, like, kind of, like, skim the contents, or do you, like, kind of, like, sit down and read it cover to cover? I shall skim the contents to discern what it is about. It seems to be more or less a personal journal of a man, one who had a family. They traveled to Lunka in search for medical assistance. They heard that there may have been a doctor in town who could help them. And upon arriving, they found that the people here were very nice and provided lodging and food for them and asked for nothing in return. But eventually, as the weeks went by and the mother of the family was eventually able to get treatment, the family, on attempting to leave, realized that they could not do so. For every evening, the town was completely surrounded by wolves. Hmm. Further in, you notice that it stops being a literary piece, a day-to-day journal of this man named Petre and his family, but it seems to have more drawings and schematics, maps of sorts, including tunnels and pathways, some of which are resembling that of this room, but it seems as if it goes on for significantly further. And furthermore, there are even more traps and even a drawing of a boat? Ooh, secret tunnels. Um, I look at the schematic for this room and see if there was any other exits, like I had previously thought there might be. Now that you've noticed this journal and you've found this schematic, you actually begin pacing your way around the room to where you see there should be another offshoot. You stumble your way through this small study, and eventually the wood and metal floor gets very suddenly covered by soil. You notice that there are a lot of pots down here which have been smashed and destroyed. All of this is in front of a bookshelf, which is still standing, but the contents of it are entirely destroyed on front of it. And it seems as if this bookshelf is slightly ajar off of the wall. Secret bookshelf passageway. Secret bookshelf. I've always wanted to do this. I will move the bookshelf to the side of attempt to move it away from the wall more. You jostle it slightly, and you notice that on one side it glides almost smoothly, though you need to put a little bit of force in line with the grains of the wood, and where the lining is, you see that there's a very faint metal track that kind of blends in with the rest of the wood and metal floor, but the bookshelf seamlessly begins moving, revealing yet another pitch-black tunnel. Ah, you know... Is it times like these I wish I had one of those wizardy guys around? They always cast those, like, uh, dancing light spells. It makes the area much more illuminated. I, I'm not that good at magic, though. Meh. But we do have lamps, and now we only have three lamps because the other one got shattered old in those stupid quacking spikes. Oh my gosh, my leg is killing me. You're correct on two fronts. Uh... One, your oh, no. lamp was broken, and you hear as Jerry's kind of chewing on some glass. Oh. It's kind of crunching. Does that hurt him? Goats will eat anything. But also, you do notice as 
You have a burning sensation in your leg. You don't seem to be taking any damage, but it does seem to be slowing down your movement a good deal. Hmm. You notice that, again, the physical wound from the scratch seems to have been healed, but where the incision was initially made seems to be festering, and in your veins is pulsating almost a deep purple. Oh, shoot. That's not good. I would take some cloth and tightly wrap it around my leg. Um... I assume where the, you know, to cut the flow. So you're trying to make a tourniquet? I guess. I do believe you need to make a heal check for that. Let me double check. 20. You are able to stifle the blood flow to the extremity where seemingly this outside pathogen is seeping into your blood veins and your vessels all throughout your legs, starting from where the injury occurred. But you tighten this rope using something to twist it and make sure that the blood flow is limited but the leg is still roughly usable, you are able to hobble your way through this tunnel. I am hobbling. Gosh dang it. I just got my cargo pants back and now I've gone and ripped them. But that's okay. I will pet Jerry on the head. That's why Daddy carries a sewing kit. And you begin traveling down this tunnel. But it is significantly longer than any of the previous ones. And the map uh, from the journal does not indicate for how long it goes. It feels as if you've been walking for hundreds of feet, almost a quarter mile at this point. There is no end necessarily in sight, but I would like you to roll a perception check still. 20 for my perception. You're unable to make out exactly what the sound is, but off in the distance, something is echoing down through the tunnel. It sounds harsh and shrill. There better not be any gush darn monsters down here. I hate going up against monsters alone. Do you continue proceeding forward? I continue, but I'm taking precautionary measures. It takes you about 10 to 15 minutes to make your way down, but eventually you're able to make out more distinctly what this high-pitched ringing is. You can tell it's the sound of metal clanging against metal, but it seems to be coming from almost above you. You've reached the end of the tunnel, but it seems dark. There's a wall here, even with your lantern. Something solid, but as you make contact with it, it doesn't feel like stone. And knocking against it, it sounds like wood. Is it on the wall? It's on the wall in front of you. I attempt to brunt through. Uh, Please roll strength. Ten. Ten total? Ten total. Your injured leg seems to be holding you back, and you aren't able to supply enough force, but you do kind of heave into this wooden structure, and you do hear it move slightly, but you also hear as metal kind of clatters on stone. What kind of floors did the blacksmith shop have? You do believe that they were made uh, mostly out of wood, but some stone. Yeah, I'm just going to try and run through it again. All right, please roll your strength again. Would you have Jerry help you? Yes. Very nice. Uh, Then also roll Jerry's strength. Uh, And if he gets above a 10, you get a plus two to your check because he is aiding another. Okay, I will roll Jerry first then. He is a total of 13. Nice. Let's go, goat. And for Greg, not much better, uh, a 12. So plus two, that is a 15. Once again, you heave all of your body weight colliding with this wooden structure. You seem to heave it, and it does move a good couple of inches, and you do hear as more metal clatters on the ground. Does that make it easier to move? You can kind of peer through it as whatever is obstructing your way has now moved a good couple of inches uh, out from the wall, and you can see that there is another small room, very dark in here. 
lot of cobwebs. But at this time, you do also notice as the clanging, which you could very distinctly tell at this point was metal, has stopped. And you do hear as there are footsteps emanating from above you. Oh, shoot. We might be beneath... Wait, no, that wouldn't make any sense. We didn't... We traveled a ways away from the village to get here. It wouldn't make sense if we were back at the blacksmith's. I did my shirt, Jerry. This might get violent. Jerry, after having assisted you, um, actually seems as if he's trying to squeeze through the bookshelf into the other room, Jerry, but then Jerry, kind no, of like Jerry, no. turns and looks at you. Meh. No. Meh. No. No. Meh. We don't know who's on. The, we don't know who's on the other side of the wall. Get in my shirt. And Jerry does indeed pop into your shirt. Uh, so there's just like a small crack, right? Yes. Whatever this is, it seems like it may be a wooden shelf of some sort, but there must be a lot of contents, some heavy contents on it at that. But it seems as if it's now pushed a few inches, but not quite enough for you to squeeze through. And uh, the where are the footsteps headed? There are footsteps no longer above you, as it seems as if they made their way down some set of stairs. They came close, but you don't see any light or hear anyone. In fact, I blow out my... Um... Sure. Yeah, I, I blow out my lantern so they wouldn't be able to see any light source. Now, descending into darkness, there is limited visibility. I have low light vision if that counts for anything. You can barely see a few feet in front of you, if that. But you can hear. And you hear a familiar voice, though muffled and obstructed. It sounds confused and perplexed. Dr. Blue, what was that? I could have sworn I heard something down here. The rats get in here again. I told them they should have closed off that entrance. And you hear footsteps, but they sound almost even somehow further away than where they were originally. They seem to be coming from almost ten feet to your left-hand side, though from what you can see, there looks like there's a stone wall over there. Ah, nothing's even moved. I could have sworn I heard something fall. Greg is conflicted of whether or not he should say anything because he doesn't know if it's going to end up in combat. And then he thinks to himself, wait, heck, everybody likes me and I have werewolf healing powers. So what do you do, Greg? I yell, ah, hello, I've somehow gotten lost. Is anybody up there? Hello? Greg, is that you? Ah, yeah. It's Greg. I'm not quite sure how I got here, I'm not gonna lie. Ah, uh, yes, I do not know how you got into my wall. I'm in your walls? Yeah, you are in my wall currently. Uh, I have a uh, small basement here, um, and you are currently in my wall? Well, I think this, whatever this wooden thing is, it, it can move. Can you help me move it? Uh, no, no, there is no wood over here. There is only stone. And it does sound as if there is more than just this shelf between you and Yaskir, as if that stone wall off in the distance is actually what is separating you. Huh. What time is it? Time? Um, I don't know. It's uh, kind of in the afternoon now. You came by my shop like uh, about, uh, about an hour ago, maybe an hour and a half. You said you were going to investigate the uh, the pit of the, uh, in the woods. Is this the blacksmith's show? Yes. At least the blacksmith is talking to you. Okay. And he did mention that you came here. Uh, 
I, I did go in the pit and I somehow ended up in your wall. I, uh, very peculiar. Um, I do not know how to help you unless I tear down the wall and I don't know if this is a, a, like a, a blood bearing. Are you uh, able to come closer? I have one more use of burrow. Okay. These walls do not seem to be lined with silver. Okay. I'll use burrow again, and I will make a um, an entrance I can do go go through stone, and it lasts for 11 minutes. Sure. So I am going to dig a big hole into the next room so that I can walk through later if okay. I want. Very nice. So there is the shelf in front of you, and are you just digging out the corner, which is kind of obstructing you from entering this dark room? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. As you enter in, you notice a small 10 by 10 room. I will, um, illuminate my lamp again. And very suddenly, this small room is turned to light. And you can very distinctly make out all of the horrifying details. There is an armory here, and it seems as if it is lined and adorned with all manner of silver weaponry, bolts, blades, and bars, not to mention severed pieces of werewolves themselves, including hands and heads. Oh, well, uh, I will take all the weapons and put them in my bag of holding. How big is your bag of holding? Pretty big. Does it have a weight limit? It should. It's whatever number bag of holding she has. Three. Can I perception the the whole room uh, to see if there's any, I don't know, way to get in other than when where I got in? You do notice that there is a cutout in the stone. And there seems to be, again, some kind of wood there. I... I before I'm doing anything of getting out of here, I'm getting this stuff in my bag. I have my okay. bag of holding back, man. Cool. I, do you know how much I can sell these for? I will be careful when handling them, though. You have to take a lot of time. It seems as if the shelf you pushed your way through was completely stacked and filled with literally hundreds of silver bars, each bar weighing a pound. Oh, well, I guess that's where all they silver came from. I'm guessing I'm in like uh, the holding room of whoever built Pit. And then, adorning the walls, you see numerous length, size, and style silver blades varying from dagger to short sword to great sword. All manner of weaponry here. And in crates, you unlatch and open up and notice that there are hundreds of silver bolts as well. Bolts, bolts like for, for crossbows. Any bow and arrows? You do not see any arrows, but there is a small chest in the corner, and opening it up, you see that it is filled with racks of potions dangling there. And they seem to be of a light purple. Oh, potions. I have no idea what these do, but I'm going to take them with me. And... After putting all the potions, you notice underneath the rack that there are three scrolls. I'll take the scrolls, man. Do you attempt to open the scrolls at all, or do you just shove them in your bag? I'll put them in my bag. Okay. I can trust this bag. You just stuff everything in the bag, and uh, your bag is 
bordering on almost full. It, it's like at like 65% capacity at this point. Yeah, it's only 65%. Still nice. Meanwhile, after the almost probably half an hour it would have taken you to load all of this stuff into your bag, Yaskir is still kind of shouting. What is going on? Uh, I, can, I, I think I see light, but I don't know where it's coming from. Uh, oh, I'm just trying to... I have a couple people here now. They have pickaxes. Uh, we can maybe dig you out. How empty is the room now? Oh, it's almost completely barren. Oh, except for, your, yeah, except for the severed werewolf parts. Yeah, no, I did not take those. What seem to be uh, like dangling from chains on walls, except for a head that's kind of like mounted on it. Well, um, did the map have any other tunnels? Um, not that you were able to determine. The map that you had was specifically a schematic of the underground bunker which you were in. You could flip through the journal to see if there are any more, because there were numerous drawings. There may be one that would match this description. I would have looked for that. So you do find that there is another map, which has a small room with a very, very long tunnel kind of jutting off the side. And there is a immediate juncture to another small room immediately adjacent to it. Are any of these marked? I... It would have been in a language she understands, by the way, because I remember there was an issue with that before. These are just pictures. They're just pictures. That's why she's not... That's why if they are marked, it's almost illegible to you. Mm. Um, There does seem to be scribblings, but you aren't able to really make out what they say. There's another slightly larger room than a small room immediately adjacent to it, and another long tunnel going out further off the larger room. Mm. But it seems to be going perpendicular to the other tunnel in direction. After I'm done putting most of the stuff in my bag, like obviously I'm not taking the werewolf bits, but I mean, heck, who couldn't use a nice silver sword? And then after having concealed all the evidence of whatever was in this room, you do hear the sound of pickaxes making contact with Sone. Welcome in, Greg. I do not know how you manifested yourself in these walls, but um... You've been stuck there for quite a long time. I do not know if you are suffocating. I have not heard a response. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I've kind of been, uh, well, it's, it's, uh, there's some, uh, werewolf bits down here. It's kind of freaking me out a bit. I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely not, um, Greg Tank's mental note. Pavel. And eventually, you do hear as the sound of pickaxes gets closer and closer until the wall before you comes crumbling down and light begins streaming through cracks in the wall. And you see there are about five individuals who are beginning to push large chunks of stone out of the way. And you can see a larger, well-lit room equal in size to the depiction you had before you. Oh, hi guys. Thanks for coming in and... uh. Oh. Digging me out. I'm not quite sure how I ended up here. Very confused. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I would want to look down there. There's a bunch of werewolf parts kind of strung up. It's really weird. Yeah, Skier, did you, did you know this was down here? I don't think he did. It was, he sounded quite spooked. Oh, of I... course I did not know this was down here. You think I would have just left? I would have been able to get Greg out if I had known this was down here. I mean, what kind of question is that? I don't mean to um, impose, but uh, my leg got a bit injured by a, a sharp, spiky thing. 
and uh, well, it's healed, but it's kind of tingly, and uh, there's like this purple stuff going through my veins. Not sure if you guys know how to deal with that. After your statement, the numerous individuals which came to rescue you, their eyes are naturally drawn to the infected area which you have mentioned and kind of gestured towards, at which point all of them kind of make a low-toned growl, as if displeased by something. Oh, well, uh... You need to get immediate medical attention. When did this happen? Uh... We are going to have to take you to the uh, mayor's estate. Uh, Perhaps they will have a treatment there. Um, okay... Is it really that serious? You should not be walking. We will carry you. Come. Oh, well, ah, this is a little bit of awkward. Um, I've never been carried before. And you notice as two men kind of just hoist you up off the ground, and you do notice now that your leg, the veins, are no longer purple, but it has seemed to spread to a large portion of the extremity, and though you did successfully apply a tourniquet, it is kind of spreading up your side. Well, yeah, I guess that would be urgent. I've kind of just, um... Well, I guess I'm mentally blocked out. You've been infected with wolfsbane. I thought we were wolves. And this is the bane of us! This oh. is very potent to us. It can Once it gets into circulation of our bloodstream, once it reaches your heart, you are a goner. Well, it's a good thing I, I did this, right? Absolutely. It has stalled it and potentially saved your life. Oh, Luckily, wow. you are hit in the leg and not in, like, the shoulder or the chest. It would have circulated to your heart much sooner. Oh, man. Yeah, I really underestimated uh, how anti-werewolves, though, to the, the tunnels were. I even tried to take uh, precautions. And with that, you are hurriedly rushed by all of these individuals to Mayor Lupez Vasile's manor. I feel like this was a job well done on my part. I got the stuff. I'm getting treatment. But you do notice as the sun is beginning to set, and you do not know how much time... There may be for any supposed treatment before you potentially turn into a werewolf. And with that, we're going to be moving our way over to what Odette's been up to today. Okay. Uh, Where were you last? Apparently, according to Grundle, we returned very wet and tired. Oh, that's right. Really, really early in the morning, like 4 a.m., two dudes, one Odette. All right. Odette, after having a very late-night return from your excursion to the Remedolian werewolf settlement, you were lounging on the veranda, sipping a red something while reading Don Quixote. Yep. That is the only thing that your character does. Sure, maybe she changes to a different book today. What book? I'm intrigued. What great tale. Journey to the center of the earth. After all, they did kind of have a journey. Yeah, inspired. You wanted to correlate and see how realistic it was. After a brief period of time and you are enjoying your suspicious red dinner smoothie, eventually you do notice that S returns. I dropped off Greg's things. She flips to the next page before looking at the message. Oh, all right. That's good for you, legendary. Here you drop off the thing and flips to the next page. Then closes the book. All right. So uh, we've just been kind of doing nothing today. So what is the plan? I think we need to discuss what we're doing about Greg. We could kiss him. Yes, I saw your expression. You did not like that idea that I was going to suggest. But I don't know what you want to do. It certainly complicates things. Yes, it does. Greg is Greg and... Unfortunately, Draken is also Draken. He's not going to get involved, and yet he's going to throw Greg to the wolves. 
I thought Greg was already with the wolves. Why would he be thrown there? He looks confused, looking around, as if something didn't translate right. I don't know. I mean, he is very, do what they say word, forceful about doing naughty things with a party, but rather listening to Draken's orders. I believe the word you're looking for is stubborn. No, 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 no. Forceful would be better. Clearly, I understand words. That's probably true. We could check with the rest of the vampires and see what their plan of attack is. I don't know how we're going to keep them from attacking Greg if Greg attacks them. If that happens, it's not our fault. But it kind of is, legendary hero. Like, maybe we need to knock him out. Are you suggesting we infiltrate, knock him unconscious, and take him away before it happens? We could kidnap the werewolf, yes. That is an option, but we would have to act quickly. Okay, well, let's act. I'm tired of waiting around. We've been doing this for days. What do you mean? We just returned last night. You almost died. Oh, no, that is fine. I was rescued by a very attractive werewolf, apparently. He wasn't that attractive. I mean, based on standards of gorgeous and fabulousness, yes. I think we should preoccupy ourselves with saving our guild member. That is fine. Let us move along then. From what I've seen, I was able to infiltrate the location in which Greg previously told us relatively easy by heading up towards the coast. The salt from the ocean obscures our scent, and they don't have many individuals positioned on the coast. Greg said the werewolves do not like water. If we take a small boat, we could potentially sneak into the town relatively easily. It would be more beneficial if we did so at night, though. I mean, yes, that would make... No, wait, no, 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 yes. That is stupid. The werewolves transform at night. Doesn't that mean they'll be less smart? And also, we'd have cover of darkness. But they are werewolves. They are people during the day. Right. So they can spot us and, like, plan things. Like our death. You think they aren't making plans as we speak? Greg probably told them about everything already. Sigh. So what is your plan? Oh, no, I don't have one. I'm just here to be your devil's advocate, as they say. It seems I mean, like you're just saying my plan is bad. We could just go in and blast them. Isn't that the vampire's plan? Grundle! Ah. Oh. Yeah. And it sounds as if Grundle... It's coming from above, and you see him rolling down the steep roof in a ball of sorts oh. until he lands face first on the ground right next to you. Oh. While he's falling, I'd be like, should we catch him, Ace? I don't want to touch him. I don't know what residue may be left over. Oh, all right, McGrundle. Hey, Grundle, are you okay? She walks over to him and pokes him with her foot. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I wouldn't do that. That's my spleen, and it's especially squishy right now. And you do notice as his skin is less taunt and more almost gelatinous. Grundle, what are we doing about the werewolves and the fact that Greg is going to be fighting alongside the werewolves? Do we kill him? Oh, I don't think we kill him. I do believe that that gives us bad markings and then, like, associates us with, like, orange and red guilds. 
Oh, yes. Orange and red kills. Yeah, you know how, like, green is good and orange is like, oh, you did some bad things. Like, maybe, I don't know, like, um, um you, 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 like, embezzled money or something or stole something from another player that was their personal belongings. And then red's like, oh, those groups murder people. We try and stay away from those guilds. Like, um, 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 um there, there was one that I heard about recently, like, Arcanists Anonymous or something. <laughs> yeah, we try not to associate with them. Because last time I heard they were, like, taking people and, like, sacrificing them on ritual altars. I don't know why, though. Maybe it was for the betterment of science. Can our dad look to see what S's reaction is to that, if he even heard it? Oh, he definitely heard it. And he's kind of glancing, still facing Grundle, but kind of just looking at you through the side of his eye. Mm, I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. That's a Columbia thing. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure the art guild is still green and is actually kind of one of the few guilds that is. So, uh, generally, green is good, and uh, they get, like, uh, really preferential treatment by other guilds, because, like, they know they're trustworthy. I see, so killing Greg is out of the question. She pulls out a notebook and seems to cross something off on it. No, I have heard, um, while I wasn't able to turn everyone into porpoises, if we were able to sneak in and slip in trace amounts of wolfsbane into the town's water supply, it would potentially incapacitate all of them, knocking them unconscious. Or, if we put too much in, it will poison all of them and kill them within minutes. So wait, does he, is the odd guild bothered by killing NPCs? I don't know. I've never been a part of them before. Well, I mean, I kind of have been, but, like, I mostly just sold them, like, alchemical agents because they didn't have anyone for this. And then there was that one time when that big red guy had a problem lasting longer than four hours. As he's talking, um, and he continues talking, Odette kind of turns to ask, We're good to kill the NPCs, right? Is, like, it really shouldn't be a problem, it. right? It should be fine. I don't see why not. All right. Then we just, uh, well, no, we can't. Oh, this is difficult. You know what? Okay. We just kidnap Greg before we do anything to the werewolves. We kidnap Greg before we do anything to the werewolves. How do we get him to collect the bus and then create a mutagen? So, I believe the vampires are attacking tomorrow morning. What if we put a very pretty goat out for Jerry? I like it like a lady goat. Um, I, I think I could turn into one, but I don't know how tantalizing I would be. My mutton, I do have really big mutton chops, though. And he kind of smacks his hindquarters. Can you be a female goat? I mean, I can be whatever you want me to be. All right, Grundle, you'll be the female goat. We don't have to buy one then. Yeah, but, but wouldn't the problem then be that I am then a female goat in a village full of werewolves? So, like, what if I don't attract Jerry and instead I just uh, attract the pack of wolves? Oh, do we know what that Greg's wife that he always talks about looks like? No. Darn it. Apparently she's a supermodel. What? Yeah, she's like a millionaire supermodel who inherited a bunch of money from a really rich, wealthy family. Odette just looks at us. And then looks back at Grundle, just in awe. I didn't know he had it in him. Good job, Greg. You married up. So if we do anything, we have to do it tonight. That would be a correct assumption, yes, yes. Or we just have to pay very careful attention to make sure he's not killed by a vampire tomorrow. But we don't want... Oh, God, Greg. Odette is going to message Draken really quick. 
What? You are an idiot. No, 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 no. I think the exact opposite of that is true. I am highly intelligent. Have you seen these modifiers? You're going to get Greg killed. I think you underestimate him. He's got a lot of uh, latent potential. Whatever you say, but he is by himself. What do you mean? He's an entire town of 127 werewolves. Oh, don't worry. We'll be wiping them out soon anyway. So I hear. Now, have you ran that by... Well, I guess you couldn't. She's currently missing. I'm just saying, I am the uh, temporary guild leader, and while I am generally perfectly fine with these kinds of means, I don't know how on board the actual leader of this guild would be with that plan. Also, I have a question, Dragon. Yeah, sure. Ask away. I have a policy. I answer every question. Yes, and you answer them, like, with no real answers, but that is beside the point. Um, first of all, these, uh, I saw in a message that Greg screenshot and sent over, uh, that you mentioned something along the lines of you would, did not like that the queen was blocking you from going up and down the, the place of the tree Anuxaruk. Yeah, kind of a problem for a lot of players, because there's vampires in the way. What if you just pay this small fee to pass through like a toll, and then everyone can pass through? The queen gets money, income generated, and then this good. Because the queen is very protective of specifically her garden. Well, then why don't you become a friend of the queen? Then only friends of the queen would have passage through, and not everyone else. I'm trying to think of all of the other players. You do realize but that Draken, 75% of the player base is still on floor 10 or below, right? But Draken, isn't the point that this is a competition to get to the top floor? No, it's not a competition to get to the top floor. The point is to get as much done as we can and all collectively get to higher floors. You know, I saw you as being more greedy. I'm actually kind of impressed, but still, you are an idiot. Goodbye. All right, hope you find yourselves pleasantly surprised if Greg wins. All caps did very aggravated with you. Mm. So, are we sneaking into a werewolf village or what? We can, but I have no way to uh, accost Greg is the word, right? Why do we need to accost them? Don't we just, like, put them into an indefinite state of sleep paralysis and then jolt them back awake with smelling salts later? The only thing I could do is definitely blind him. Well, that definitely goes a long way. Permanently. That definitely does a lot, now doesn't it? I feel like that would be very debilitating. It would be, but I don't want to do that to him. He would be very upset. He would still talk to me, and that is the problem. Um, I do not have any spells that I can do that could cause him to sleep. Also, he is an elf. He is immune to sleep effects. But not Barala. Ooh, what if we turn him into stone? Anyone got a spare Medusa head on them? I've not even seen a single Medusa on his... On the on floor five. No, I used my last one. Odette looks very confused. You saw a Medusa? Yes. <gasps> that is amazing. As anyway, we are wasting time here, and I do not like wasting time. Chop chop, we must go and do things. Go where? Do what? Just leave Craig to his own devices, then. Does that mean you want to go to the war room and strategize with the vampires? Well, I have no way to get him out of there, and he is hard-headed. He does not want to come back. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, he definitely did say he wanted to side with the werewolves, so, I mean, we can definitely see where this goes. Yes, the only thing I could do for Greg is to maim and harm him, and maybe steal his stuff. That's it. If you do enough blunt force drop to the head, you do knock an individual unconscious. So we'd have to lure Greg out, and that just seems like so much trouble. And then punch him in the face repeatedly. Or hit him with a paddle. So, 
Odad, uh, you are very chop-chop and very much on about business. Where do you begin walking to? What do you do? Odette does not know where the war room is. So you start just walking off and then kind of quizzically turn to ask someone indignantly and ask him if he's going to show you where this is. Uh, Yodel, the war room. Oh, I thought you were going there. Uh, no, I do not know where it is. Okay, I'll show you. And he kind of puts his arm interlinked with yours and begins walking you that way. She kind of pulls away slightly. It is okay. I I have it. What? What is it? Why do you look so upset? Nothing. I just thought it would be easier to guide you that way. I mean, I can just walk. It is fine. Sure. And he seems to slowly saunter on ahead as Grendel putzes along behind you. And you do manage to make your way, led by S to a large war room currently filled with, you're quite certain, pretty much every queen's guard. This room is immediately off of the barracks. It seems to be a large square room, and there is around about 18 to 20 people in here, which is more than the Queen's Guard, but it apparently there are various other individuals advising. You hear a lot of conversation. You see drawings on the board about their plan of attack, how they intend on riding cavalry in, taking the villagers by surprise early on in the morning. Do you see that, Ace? Do you see? There's a difference between storming in and attempting a stealth operation. Oh, I guess that is what you specialize in. Perfect! Just the individuals I was waiting to see. Oh, just the man that I was kind of not looking for, but at the same time I'm happy to see as well. Wonderful. Something that you mentioned once, uh, has been sitting well with me, and I thought it would be a great part of the diversion. Diversion? Indeed. Knowing the uh, specific talents of uh, your group of individuals specifically, uh, we thought that you would make a wonderful distraction as the forward assault made their way onto the front ranks. Though hopefully, if all goes well, there should be actually little or less danger for your accompaniment than if you were on the front lines. Mm, that makes sense, I guess, but legendary hero, you can't do much like that. She kind of looks back at us. I can handle myself, thank you. All right, if you think so, that is fine. I was just going to say you could do, like, more in the front line. That is fine. All right. What we need you to do is multifold, if at all possible, what you once were recommended, which is, why don't you just take out the leader? That was... As many individuals have advised me, Dorian, Lucian, Constantine, and he kind of just glares at three individuals amongst the room, that that would not have been an option if we were going about things diplomatically. But we're no longer doing so. And taking out a leader is a great way to cause panic within a society. Once they lose their figurehead, they will be lost, acting like a pack of rabid dogs, with no alpha to lead them. You mean like a pack of wolves? Precisely. Perfect. That is what wolves do. So, if you were able to assassinate the leader, it would cause mass hysteria amongst the pack, and then we swoop in with a forward assault, cleaning up the rest of them. Wait, so that is what you meant by distraction? Fighting the leader? Usually the strongest alpha male in the pack? I chose my words quite carefully. I said assassinate. Generally, this happens without the individual ever knowing what happened to them before they're deceased. I see. I see what you're saying. So, <laughs> you think big, there is only one person in this group I could assassinate, and that would be the legendary hero? It is indeed who I thought would specialize in it. 
Though, for your protection, if the rest of your party wished to attend, which would probably be advised just in case something went awry, we would send you with an accompaniment of two of my finest Elite Guard members of your choice. All right, that sounds fine. I would also say that another part of the distraction could be that you set off explosives around the perimeter of the town, which would cut off their exits so that they would be bottlenecked between the river and Napalm while we charge in. Why not both? Both assassinate and explosions. That's what I'm saying. That is part of the plan. It's twofold. That was twofold explanation of two different scenarios, Darius. You must work on your leadership skills and explanations. There's a lot of murmuring going on. You hear some people in the background. Is she really talking to him like that? I think she might be dead today. I've already seen her will. And you see as he scowls and kind of slams his axe on the ground to hush the murmuring. Please, if you would. These are your objectives. Sneak in under the cover of darkness and assassinate the mayor while planting the napalm explosive lined onto the perimeters of the township so that they will be bottlenecked in when we come in for a forward assault on daybreak. By the time that they find out that the mayor is dead, their individuals will be panicked and scattered, and we shall come in and wipe them out. All right, see, senor, and she salutes with her hand. Whether it is the correct salute remains to be seen. Roll knowledge nobility? I guess that's what you roll. Thirteen. It is uh, the, the wrong salute. It's not even necessarily the wrong hand, but it's the wrong motion entirely. Um, and you do hear as a number of individuals once again kind of turn to you. He's absolutely daft. Our entire future and plan lies in the hands of this manic individual. So if you would, so that we can figure out the other battalions on the forward line, please do, if you would, select your elite guard member. I see. So if we're going on a stealth mission... I'm sorry, Christopher, I liked you a lot, but you're not... You don't seem to have stealthiness. Mayor Lupo has to be an alpha male, right? So Mm -hmm. that means he actually has to be particularly strong. Okay, very well. All right. Okay, so fine. I'm sorry, Christopher. You and I would have been best friends, but today it is going to be Carmen and Fiora, if possible. As you list off their names, you see two individuals step forward. One woman in a tight chain vest with silver pauldrons sticking out, wielding a rapier. She seems to have long raven black hair that goes down to around about the back of her shoulders. My blade will drink their blood. After which, you see the individual you saw at the archery range previously as well. A woman with a large red hat and red cloak steps forward. Buenos dias! It's so great to see you! All right, I'm going to tell you right now, the outfit is so loud, it needs to be calmed down, it's too bright. It's my trademark. For a stealth mission, you no. need to go dark. Yeah. You'll never see me. They will already be dead. Sure, whatever you say, Carmen, that is fine. And the two of them kind of group with you, but listen to the rest of the war speech as Darius goes on and on and on. Ad nauseum regarding the individuals, their filing, their rank, and who will be on the front lines forward assault, who will be guarding the queen, what the rotations will look like. Odette occasionally yawns. Until eventually, after over an hour, you are eventually dismissed. Dios mio, that was worse than my madre's museum tour. He is very thorough. Very long-winded. He's like a bag of hot air. You're not entirely wrong. So, what is our plan? 
Now we have one of those, and we just go in and blast them. Ooh, I can do that very well. And she kind of smiles as she starts lifting her jacket, and she's pointing at numerous different weapons and kind of like trying to pick eeny, meeny, miny, moe. I thought she was the bow. She has a bow, but she's kind of opening her cloak and looking at a number of gadgets and various other weapons. As you said, go in and blast them. All right, well, as, as was said, we are told to place the explosives and then also kill the, the mayor. So that is your plan. I, I don't, I do not plan these things. I am, I am a ranged spellcaster. I do not like to be close to the battle. So I don't usually plan this stuff. I stay away from the fight. I can kind of go out on the perimeter and help plant explosives, but I do believe we are going to at least need to cover both flanks, and I will only be able to take care of one. Oh, I love explosives, especially napalm. It's one of the 11 wonders of the world. So I guess so that that would leave me, you, and Fiora to assassinate the mayor. Great, okay. All right, this. We can do this, legendary hero. We will just take the man out and then we will be done. If we're already there, do you wish to try and retrieve Greg? We can try. I don't know how I'm going to convince him, though. Maybe you could have a heart-to-heart. Tells me a perfect word. Legendary hero, do not make me do it. I would, but I feel like it wouldn't come across well over messaging. You're, just use your body language, as Just gotta like, dance around a little bit. Kind of like Puts his hands above his head and kind of like wiggles his hips slightly. Yes, perfectly. Right in the center of the war room. (laughs) No, you guys have walked outside (laughs) the war room. But he is doing this in the barracks and a number of individuals are walking by and kind of staring at him. I don't know why, but his body language is very intriguing. (laughs) Quite tantalizing indeed. I still say that we make our way up the coast. But the sea salt from the ocean will obscure our scent until we... Get closer. All right. How do we get there? A boat? What are you asking about a boat? Yes, what am I asking about a boat? I don't know. You asked where do we get one. I thought you said... Oh, God. This is the just said we come from sea. Oh, I could turn us in the mer people and we could swim ashore. But then we would still have flippers for the next three hours. Okay, you know what, Fiora? Yes. All right. What do we do to, about procuring a boat to sail along the coast to, to Dunka? If we're trying to be stealthy, I wouldn't highly recommend using one of the sailboats. However, we could use one of the rowboats. It would take us some time. We would have to leave quite expeditiously. We could depart from the eastern side of the Queen's Garden, taking the boat around the coast, and we should be able to arrive there by the evening. Okay. I'm not going to be rowing, though. I do not have the strength for that. Everyone kind of looks around and then kind of just eventually turns to the large, stout man. Oh, what? I see, so I'm gotta be in charge. Do you know how far of a trip that is? I am not rowing the whole way, but I can row part of it. And the other part, maybe you could tie a rope to me and I could swim the rest. You would be surprised what Gillyweed can do. Okay, that sounds fine, I guess. All right, let's get on with it. I'd rather not uh, take too long. We've got not much time before the sun sets. And so, the rest of your newfound party makes their way down, once again utilizing the lift that you used yesterday, but going the opposite direction in the Queen's Garden, until eventually you 
reach a small dock, where, as Fiora mentioned, there are numerous boats of various sizes, some small rowboats, as you are looking for, going all the way up to large frigates. But you opt to take the former and begin rowing your way to the town of Lunka. So, with that, as Odette is making her way to the town of Lunka on her newfound objective, we're going to be joining back with Greg. It is late afternoon, almost evening. The sun is not very high in the sky, but you are being carried by two unidentified individuals who are very hurriedly making their way to the mayor's manor. Oh, so you guys got like a, a cure for this? Lying around? Uh, not exactly, uh, but we are going to try what we can. Hopefully we don't have to amputate. Yes, uh, hopefully. Um, well, yeah, I guess that's okay. I needed to talk to the mayor anyway. You are hurriedly rushed through the gate, and the individuals pushing their way through the doors and running you up the stairs to where you do recall there being numerous spare rooms. You hear Yaskir yell for assistance, calling out a name. Sophie, we have a medical emergency. Uh, there is Wolf's vein. We uh, need to uh, attempt to extract and find a cure. Sorry for the inconvenience. Uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, I don't know. I've had a day, honestly. And as you have rushed into his manor, eventually Mayor Lupo Vasili does make his way to you. Gregory, what has befallen you? Well, I befalled, I think, into a trap a little bit. Um... Got my leg cut with, uh, well, it looks like wolf's bane. I, I explored the, uh, the tunnel and, uh, it bleeded me into kind of a, a weird basement of severed werewolf parts under the blacksmith's shop. So, I'm, I'm honestly, I don't know what to tell ya. <clears throat> oh, no. This is quite grave indeed. Uh, generally... Once the wolf's pain is this onset, or much further, there is little we can do. Oh, dang. Well, uh, uh, you know what? Give me a minute. Greg, remembering that he's been in multiple different parties before and still has their contact information, starts sending out little messages to the people he's been with. Do any of you know a cure for wolf's bane? I am, I have live canthropy currently, and am inflicted with it. Could possibly die. Uh, you... You, uh, you kind of put this out, and it's almost like Reddit. Ask me anything except Reddit. How do you cure Wolfsbane? And there are a numerous recommendations from various clerics from previous parties and guilds, such as Mercy, saying that you can do things such as remove poison. Or, if you can't remove the poison, you could potentially cure the curse of lycanthropy, as Wolfsbane is not inherently extremely lethal to humans. So if it was in a small dose, which would be lethal to a werewolf, it would not be lethal to a human. Do any of you have that spell or know someone who has that spell? Because honestly, I'm kind of done with being a werewolf. I mean, it's cool, the instant regeneration kind of thing. But honestly, I'm afraid I might eat Jerry. And I don't think any of us want that. I will specifically message the, the clerics. So you actually get a response uh, from an individual whose tag says Sammy Boy 2004, uh, and it says that they have access to neutralized poison and can meet you outside the Temple of Ishtar in Hattusa. Oh, I know what that is. Uh, would this be someone I've met previously or at least in passing by? 
No, you don't recognize this username in the slightest. Well, um, I guess none of my other compatriots are coming for me, so... Uh, you have numerous of the Lunka village members kind of currently holding you down and, like, kind of grabbing at your leg, trying to examine the wound, and you have individuals pushing carts hurriedly into your room. It looks like they have some cocktail mixtures, which they're about to make an incision in your leg. Oh, well, uh, yeah, it is painful, but I don't need, um, all that. That's, uh, that's, it's really okay. Um, you see as one of them pulls out a lumber saw. Well, actually, um, if you'll give me just a whip, where's the, where's the mayor? Oh, he's in the room still. Maya, I, I actually find out something quite uh, important to tell you before you make that incision or put me under or give me any alcoholic beverages. I don't know what those are. Um, <laughs> you don't know what an alcoholic beverage is? No, I don't know what is on the thing. You said they look like cocktails. They're like medical cocktails of drugs where yeah. they're going to inject you with something, sure, yeah. Yeah. You don't know what it is, though, but it's um, I guess you don't know what kind of cocktail it is. That's a good point. I, I grab the mayor and I look at him desperately. Mayor, you need to know there's vampires coming tomorrow or the next day, but very, very soon. And they're coming to destroy the town and everybody in it. Even little Marcilla. I don't know if anyone's going to be spared. The mayor looks very anxiously at all the other ones. Oh, no. The hysteria has kicked in. It's not hysteria! When all of your people die, who will you blame? Yourself? Quickly, we should cure him before this gets too far. It may have already got into his brain. Uh, uh... So they are about to, like, saw your leg off and, like, inject fluids into you? Yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna teleport... Yeah, okay. ...to the... I mean, exit of floor 10. Yeah. Ah, uh, there's a white light! What's going on? And he presses the button. Mass hysteria breaks out in that room. <laughs> I knew Wolfspin could kill people, but disintegrate them instantaneously before our eyes. And that is where we're going to be ending this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. Thank you, Foundlings, for listening to another episode of the SAO Odd Campaign. Please stick around and make sure you're subscribed so you can know when the next episode releases. And don't forget, support us. We're broke. That's about it. That's the message. <laughs> We're broke. But, you know, if you want to know how you can leave a review, buy some merchandise, or donate to our Patreon, you can find all of that information in the description below, including links to our website, or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at RollFound. And also feel free to come and join our Discord. The link is also in the description below. And a special thanks to Will Savino with Music D20, Michael Gelfi, Ivan Dutch, and Monumental Studios for allowing us to use music and ambiance in today's episode. Special thank you to our patrons like Ashley and Jason who are helping support this podcast. And also a reminder to all listeners overall, remember we are going to have a hiatus over the summer like we regularly do, so there is only one more SAO episode before then. So please stay tuned so you don't miss a beat.